Who can feel the presence of God in this place? Oh yeah, we've got a special day today. Um, so um, we've got a friend from over the Dutch, remember? We said we've, there, there, there's such a connection with this church and uh, the land of the long white cloud. And um, so we have a friend of God here who I'm going to get up a little later to share. Uh, he's, a, he's a friend of God, he's a general. And God is doing something between this uh, congregation and New Zealand. I believe New Zealand and Australia, but I believe primarily New Zealand is meant to be the tip of the spear in the eastern gate of the nations for the prophetic in the world. Can you stand up, Norm, Norm McLeod? Can you just welcome him? Just stand up. Just welcome him. So he's going to, now you go, okay, bloodlines. I, 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 I love Maoris. They are hectic seers and they're scary. Okay. And so, but not only that, half of his bloodline comes from the Hebrides. Woo, there we go, double trouble. So what's gonna happen, I'll just give you a quick outline. I wanna talk about heaven. You okay with that? Um, show you a little angel picture and, and, and whatnot. I wanna get through that and then I'm gonna invite Norm to come up to share a couple of heavenly encounters. They're just so powerful. They're, they're actually major data points for scrolls, like, like really, really big deal. Then what's gonna happen is that on Tuesday night, we saw a move of the Spirit. And I said, tongue in cheek, I said, look, you guys are gonna to minister to me. So what happens is that we, we, we wanna break that paradigm of the church being a passive recipient, uh, uh, doped up on entertainment and just sort of like holding up scorecards in their inner world uh, after the word. You have God on the inside of you and you have the river of God on the inside of you. And at the end, I'm gonna get you guys, we'll play some just some worship music in the background and I'm gonna get you just a bit, a bit of free worship and I want you to release that river from your innermost being. We saw that Tuesday night. We saw it differently at the, uh, on Wednesday with the interns, but then I've given Norm license to lay hands on anything with a pulse, okay? Because there's a cross-pollination taking place between the two nations. And I'll tell you what right now, as I am in the, in the Holy Ghost, I'm as mad as a hornet of what people have laid down on hyper-compliance to corrupt government. In Jesus, I, I am as mad as a hornet. We need God's people to rise up in the power of the Holy Ghost. Can someone say amen? That's what we need. So when you look in the mirror, you and Jesus are the solution, Holy Ghost. Okay, so I'm gonna talk a little bit about what happened in the Amazon and it's gonna be a lead into this, but I wanna just, just start with uh, um, a quick condensed zip file of reality, especially when it comes to the Western Protestant church. You have got a lot of First Nation peoples around the world, they understand the realm of the spirit. They understand there is a natural creation and a spiritual creation. You actually have corresponding dimensions and they know how to interact with those dimensions, but unfortunately they get tripped up into idolatry. And so we can't let idolatry and poor teaching stop us from entering into the realm of the Spirit because that's where you're already seated in Jesus' name. So let me just put to you guys, there were two trees in the garden and what happened is because of man's choice, the earth was cursed. Can someone say amen? The earth was cursed. So creation became cursed in the natural especially. So two trees. And what happened is that when God manifested for the first time a healing covenant, He commanded Moses to take a tree 
and throw it into bitter waters to make it sweet. Don't you find that unusual that God would say, put a tree in into the bitter waters? So there's two trees, the, the, the earth was cursed uh, because of man. And then I, he said to Moses, throw in the tree to make the bitter water sweet. And he says, I am the Lord that heals you, okay? See, one of the things is that we, we, we God help us if we try and make the Lord Australian or New Zealand. Our job is to make Australia and New Zealand heavenly. That's our job, not to make him Australian. Because I've seen a lot of Australians and New Zealanders read the Bible really poorly. It's meant to be read from the perspective of the realm of the Spirit. And this is why we need, to, we need God's wisdom and His interpreting skills in the Holy Ghost when we read the Word. So then you actually have, it says in Isaiah, that we are trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that He may be glorified. And then if you want to activate your original design, according to Psalm 1, you need to meditate in the Word continually so you'll be like a tree planted next to the rivers of life. Isn't it interesting that, that you've got day one, two and three in Genesis of creation and then you actually have day four, not even till day four, to this era's sun and the moon. Not till day four. What's going on day one, two, three? He's creating a spiritual universe and what happens, this is what's so cool. He said he, took, he actually divided the waters, the waters above, the waters beneath. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the clouds. Is it? Or is it the rivers of living water that are in you? That He divided the waters, that you are seated in rivers and rivers are inside of you. And this is what the, the, the Western church need to lay a hold of like never before because wherever the river flows, it heals everything. And sometimes we've just got to get in the river and, and, and have a bit of a swim, bit of, bit, of a, bit of a dip, okay? And let our leaves and our fruit actually touch and heal the nation. So, so we have all this natural and spiritual creation. The earth has a voice. The universe has a voice because there is a spiritual corresponding reality. The, the, the Jubilee, uh, uh, the, or sorry, the Sabbath law in the Old Testament was for the land, to rest the land every seven years. So God will give you so much harvest on year six, that would carry over to year eight. So it was for, actually for the land. And you go, oh, it's just dirt, is it? Is it? Because what happens when a people group commit atrocities, systemic, chronic, and habitual atrocities, it actually says the land will vomit you out. Australia is alive. And before we get all... Or, or pious and postured, we need to be part of the solution where that iniquity and that darkness is dealt with because only God's people can inhabit God's land. Before you get all politicised or anything like that and before we say we go for this party or that party, we're actually for righteousness. We've got to choose the party that's most closest to righteousness in Jesus' name. That's what it's about. And so God became a man. So the highest calling, I believe, is soul winning, winning people to the Lord. Again, coming back from the Amazon, I'm not about to turn everyone into Dr. Doolittle and emotional tree-hugging, disassociated New Ages. But I'll tell you what right now, is that you are meant to rule from heavenly places over creation because God redeemed creation at the cross. Why else did, see God said to Adam, the cursed is the ground for your sake, it'll bear... It won't give up its strength like it, well, before, but now thorns and thistles. And what was on Jesus' head when he died on the cross? Crown of thorns. 
So God not only was redeeming man, He was redeeming the earth. He was redeeming creation. And for many Westerners, that's an abstraction. I'm just gonna win souls and just get out of here before the whole thing burns up. That's not what it says in the Word. Is that we are, all of creation is waiting for the sons to realize that they're seated in heavenly places and ruling with a rod of iron, but benevolently in the name of Jesus for the glory of God. So we start to see all these, uh, you start to see from this heavenly perspective. So the crown of thorns uh, uh, broke the curse, the blood went into the earth, and then the elementals responded because you've actually got an earthquake and an eclipse took place. Not only that, the veil that was in the Holy of Holies was ripped or rent from top to bottom. It was, it was ripped from God's end. So we start to see the, the, the way made forward. Now, that's one of the things that, that I believe that we're gonna become here, and I believe we're called to be forerunners, all right? I believe we're called to, to there's gonna be an absolute unlocking of creation realities. God says, behold, I make all things new. And it's the same word that if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. It's just not, it has nothing to do with religion. There's nowhere in God's word where God calls you a Christian. What happens is people call themselves Christian and they pull themselves out of sonship. Because it's not a works program, you inherit it. Once you say yes to Jesus and you get born from above, what takes place is you, you come into inheritance. You are a quadruple trillionaire times a trillion. And when you start to realise, when you start getting settled in your identity, then you, governing is the effortless outworking. Because you didn't earn it, you're actually cut from His cloth. So one of the things that, that and, and also too, what, talking about heavenly places in heaven, is that that's what Jesus said, wherever I am there you'll be also. That's why He sent into the body gifts, giving gifts to men, that He would fill all in all, the ascension gifts. Ascension gifts is actually people gifted to help people find their heavenly seat. That's it. I know there's five of those gifts and we call it fivefold, but it's actually ascension. And so why is this so important? Because we can get nothing done on an effectual eternal level, being earthbound being caught up in idolatry, having greater affection for the natural physical world than for God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. And this is how He wants us to do it. So we went to, we went to, uh, oh yeah, the other thing too, as it, according to Colossians, according to Ephesians, all through, is that God filled, heaven and earth were both nailed to the cross per se, and heaven and earth is now united. See, when we believe that and lay a hold of it by faith, we start to manifest it. You've, you've seen the videos of transformation and Alamalonga in, 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 in uh, uh, Guatemala, the physical earth changed, the, 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 the city turned around. But when you don't believe that, you're sitting back waiting to get belted through your eschatology. And, and why is this so important? Is because when you believe something, the same as a whole lot of people, it's called a collective consciousness. And God takes collective consciousness really seriously because he wasn't really thrilled with Babel. He said they are one mind and nothing they purpose to do would be withheld from them. This is why the power of the enemy is only in lies. And if he can get enough people to agree with a lie, it empowers. But here's the cool thing. In Christ, one can slay a thousand, two can slay... It's not even a fair fight. It's not even a fair fight. So 
what happened is that, as you know, we went to, we went to the Amazon and right now there is a narrative about Mother Earth. Mother Earth is a counterfeit. There is no Mother Earth. I'm not gonna go right into that right now. People giving offering to trees and different things. But basically we went there to break some things in the spirit because right now I'm gonna, again, I'm gonna put to you why right now is there a movement that's coming through media, right? Woke ideology coming through governments everywhere is that people are worthless and expendable and everything has to be to save a false environmental disaster. I tell you what, I, I, wanna, I wanna put to you is the sons of God haven't risen up and brought into proper alignment creation and creation is groaning and accusing humanity. And this is why we went to the Amazon. And so there's a lot of things that took place, but the Lord's, it's, 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 if you wanna do a welcome to country, the welcome to country is the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That's the welcome to country in Jesus' name. The earth is the Lord's. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills, okay? And you know that's more than a thousand, okay? So, so one of the things on the last night, I'll just give you some eye candy for a moment, but we went into worship and it was crazy. And then like, I know we've, we've got, the, we've got the, 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 the glory hounds and the people and you know, we even got given a, a, a heavenly gemstone. That was pretty cool. Uh, Christina's got it somewhere. Uh, and and uh, but what took place is that we started to engage in the heavenly realms and you could feel the glory manifesting. And then what happened was the next morning revival broke out on the boat and the secular crew started singing the next day about in front of us instead of just a farewell they the whole place broke out in worship this is on this on this boat on the amazon tearing up we didn't christina and i had no idea what was going on because we don't speak spanish but that they're, they're saying they're singing about it's a new day they're singing about jesus they're singing about the cloud of witnesses and they're singing that the earth was rejoicing and we're going this is crazy and the night before someone showed me the footage and as you start looking at it, you just, all you're seeing is blue, chunks of blue moving all around the screen. We're talking, and it looks like it's snowing. We're talking the craziest stuff I've seen. So do you wanna put that picture, this is one screenshot. I mean, look at that, that stuff was flying all around the place. Because when you have a people that believe, believe God's Word, that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and the sun's to rise up, you start to see power. You start to see delivering power. That was like, that was through the whole video, that's constant. Plus you see all sorts of different shapes and sizes and colours. But that's just, that was happening all over. That's not a glitch. You start to see. And so you've got the, the meeting of two camps, humanity and the angelic. The angelic was agreeing and celebrating with us that we are about to see a big turnaround globally in Jesus' name. Can someone say amen? It's about the sons. So... Okay, I'm gonna to start to get down to the pointy end of the stick and then I'm gonna hand it over to Norm. So, this is not a nice statement. It's not superfluous. It's actually really important. Oh, I just thought I'd just drop those. There we go. All right. So, for those who are relatively new to the church, 2019, before we knew anything about COVID, we were in a worship service like this. I went into a vision. I saw Noah over there. He was very tall, okay? Now, what was interesting is as I was considering this vision and like, what the heck, why am I seeing this? So Noah was obviously involved in a global event 
And as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Anytime you see, you see a, a manifestation, a pre-manifestation of heaven, you see a few things. You see the spirit of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers of the children you see as it was in the days of Noah. And boy, hasn't the world changed from 2019 where people are actually accepting technology to be embedded in their body willingly or unwillingly. We're seeing genital mutilation en masse. We're seeing assisted suicide. Since they've passed laws in Canada, I think in 12 months there's been over 10,000 cases of assisted suicide where people say, I've got, I've got a deaf, I'm deaf, I can't hear, so that's, and they will, they will we're talking, this is hectic, guys. See, uh, having conversations with Norm previously, is the problem we have is the church has started looking inward and become self-consumed and going, well, that's happening over there. No, 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 this is what God cares about. God loved the world, loved the cosmos. When you start taking on what is important to God, you see the glory, you see, the, you see revival. They're not mutually exclusive, but when we just wanna feel goosebumps and not do anything and bring, the, His throne is, is based on justice and righteousness, then what happens, it gets quenched because we've been seeking revival for ages. God says, you can have both, but make sure you redeem the world through the finished work of the cross and the power of the Holy Ghost. He's pouring out His Spirit on all flesh, not all churches. There are, there are Muslims out there en masse having encounters with Jesus all around the world, waiting for someone to explain what they've just seen. He's pouring out His Spirit on all flesh. So when, and we won't put this up, but, but, but it's like this. I saw Noah and then I, I heard this. Rejo- Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the inhabitants of the earth, for the devil has come down to you having great wrath. He knows he's got a short time. I'm thinking about this. You see Noah, I've heard this, and this is what the Lord said to me. But that's okay, because you live from heaven, don't you, Todd? And I went, I do. Now, no. Um, so, <laughs> and that's not, and then we taught on Psalm 91, four months, metanoia, repentance. See, see, when you are so in love, and I don't mean agape love, I mean felt need idolatry, when you're so consumed with the natural world, is it, is it you, you, you disempower your heavenly inheritance. And so the reason why we're meant to, we, we, we live from heaven is that's where we rule and reign. You, you only need a few people. Historic case in point, Reese Howes. Historic case in point, Daniel. Historic case in point, Joshua. You only need a small quorum of people to live from heavenly dimensions. And, and it's not that abstract. I wanna go through a few things and then I'm gonna get Norm up to share some of the most crazy supernatural encounters because I want you guys to be not just informed but inspired who can feel God's who can can feel heaven peering in today because it's not just about here it's about a trans-Tasman reality that God's doing is setting a a prophetic council up into the nations let's just quickly go through a few scriptures to make this legal and acceptable okay Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 and 2 if then which you were raised with Christ seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. So that word is phreneo, which combines focus and affection. And when we go sitting, you're sitting with Christ, you're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 our imagination has become too sterile. You're sitting with Christ. 
You are. That's where we have an identity issue. You're not trying to get into heavenly places. God decrees you're already there. And this is why we have veils we have to deal with. The veils come away as the more as we press in and we behold Him and praise Him. And so you go, so you go, well, why am I in heavenly places? Am I lying on a couch? Am I playing backgammon? Am I sitting in business class in a heavenly dimension? No, the next one in Revelation, it shows you why you're in heavenly places. It says, uh, what have we got here? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens up the door, I'll come into him and dine with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Let me say this. The Bible's to be read in the Holy Ghost from a heavenly perspective and anything that our five senses don't pick up, we say, oh, that's a future event. That's not the way it's written. You know what it actually says, in, in, as you know, in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 22 to 24, it says, but you have come to the heavenly Jerusalem. Then you have come to the heavenly Jerusalem, Mount Zion. You're there, you're there. So when you fast, when you praise, when you meditate, you activate what you already are in Christ and veils start being turned. Anytime you turn to the Lord, again, the veil is taken away. The veil is taken away. Anytime. You've got these guys, like uh, 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 these motorbike riders and Grand Prix riders, they have on their helmets or whatever, they actually have layers and they just, these little tabs, and then they get sort of rubbish on it and they just rip it off and they've got layer after layer after layer and that's what veils can be like. But every time you turn to the Lord and the Holy Ghost, everything starts, you start to see. And, and so, see, it's not even a fair fight. We're talking God. We're not talking sort of like, a, you know, some sort of hectic arm wrestle. And so what I'm going to do is I'm not going to read out any more scriptures. I'm going to quote three and then I'm going to hand it over. It says in Luke chapter 17, this is so important. This is out of the mouth of God. I understand when prophets speak, it's the same thing, but this is coming out of the mouth of Jesus. He said, do not look for the kingdom of heaven externally. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Now, what you have, that's very confronting because we are trained to have an external locus of focus. We look for something out there and that's much of the church is waiting for an external deliverance. Jesus said that it does not come with observation. The kingdom of God is within you. This is where it gets crazy. Now, I, now I, don't, I, don't re, I don't recommend anyone do some research on this. You might open the wrong door. But when I was growing up, I really liked Led Zeppelin. I love, Led, I've got a name in from Norm. Okay, I loved Led Zeppelin and their last album was called In Through the Outdoor. What happens is there's a door in here that's connected to the inner spiritual world, the spiritual universe. It's not out there, it doesn't come with observation. It comes, Jesus is the door and Christ in you the hope of glory. This is why meditation is your medication. This is why, and all of a sudden you had visions, but you're not seeing them with a natural eye. It doesn't come with natural observation. But where it gets crazier is it says in 2 Peter, that he says, Jesus, uh, Peter said, we were eyewitnesses to his majesty up on the mountain. And we have this prophetic word made sure that the morning star would rise in your hearts until the day breaks like a light in a dark place. This is why all of creation is waiting for the sons of God. Church people will not have the answer. 
oh, I go to church, I'm fine. That's not what the Bible teaches. It says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. We have to train people what ascension realities are and you realise you are seated above all of this disaster and not just to escape, but to rule and reign. The morning star rising in your heart until the day breaks. And this is why we cannot read the Word of God from a natural perspective. We have to, it is a prophetic book of secrets and blueprints. Do we have the full counsel? It says the secret things belong to the Lord, but those things are revealed to us, belong to us and our children. So we have to make sure we lay hold of what He's already shown us. And this is why praising God is indispensable. Fasting. Jesus didn't say if, he said when. You don't go around telling people winning branding points, you have your reward. But I'll tell you what right now, this is what's exciting. Heavenly dimensions are opening. They're opening, not just because they're opening, because people are working out that on the inside, what's taking place. I'm excited, friends. I'm excited. We didn't... We didn't we didn't, we didn't, we, I didn't go, myself and Christine didn't go across the world into the Amazon to do a bushwalk and cuddle tarantulas, okay, and swim with piranhas. We swam with piranhas, you know that, okay? So we're certi- certified mad, co-crucified. People go, I could, I, I could think of better ways to die. Can you imagine getting nibbled to death? Okay, so what we're going to do now is I'm going to ask Norm to come up, but he's going to share two heavenly encounters and then we're going to we're going to worship and I've given him license to pray for people who's hungry who's hungry you're going to love this he's carrying hectic scrolls can you just welcome him as he comes up <laughs> there you go man uh, amazing amazing now uh, I'll get Gary to come and bring you all that thing sure 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 Namahi, o te whare o te atua, o Turanga Nui, a kiwa, kia koutou, kia koutou, kia koutou katoa, mā te kingi, hi kuraiti, a whakaki ki te kaha me te ihi o te wairua tapu. I bring you greetings in the name of Jesus from the land of Aotearoa, the long white cloud. I bring you greetings in Jesus' name to this house of God and to the people of God. Kia ora, kia ora, kia ora. My name's Norm. And uh, I'm married to Jess. Um, I'm the husband of one wife. We've been married for 43 years, the same, same marriage, same wife. And we have uh, two children uh, and eight, uh, eight, 10 grandchildren. And uh, it's great to be here. Such an honor to be here. So I'm going to get straight into it, guys. This place is just crazy. In New Zealand, they're pushing the booster shots. You know, I feel I've just had a booster shot here, the spiritual booster, I really feel. Oh. As just sitting here, just being with Todd and, and Lawrence over the last uh, yesterday. So why am I here? Uh, and in uh, November last year, I was just sitting there talking to the Lord. He says, "Come to this." Well, he said, "Go and visit that church that you spoke, that fellow you spoke with down in Christchurch a few years ago." So, oh yeah, okay. It's in Adelaide. I says, "Why?" He says, "Just go." So I'm only here on obedience by the Holy Spirit. That's all. And it's just crazy that the divine confirmations and the number seven, the number 17 has come up so many times. And um, I took a photo of when I was flying into Australia and the Lord said, uh, as the sun was right, the sun was setting, it was beautiful sunset. And he said, put on there, you're, you're entering the Eastern gate of Australia. And, and he said, put the time. So I put time 717. And since then, we're having seven and 17, seven and 17, just coming up everywhere. So I guess I'm sent, not went, by the Holy Spirit. 
Uh, first, I just want to say, as I stood here, I felt like my feet, my like roots were literally growing out of my feet in time-lapse uh, uh, photography time, just shooting down into the, into the earth. I just sensed that this is a house of people, and you are planted. You know, Psalm 92, 13, uh, those that are planted in the, in, in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish in the courts of God. And I just felt the strength of what you're carrying. Uh, rooted in Christ, of course, but rooted also into whatever God's doing in this phenomena. Um, I also want to say, what an amazing band, anointed band. Wow, you know, well, worship team, just amazing. Uh, in particular, the drummer. Is the drummer here? Where's the drummer? Uh, where, where are you? Would you just stand? Oh, okay, he's in the Wharipaku, okay. I'll, I'll get to you later, bro. Um, and... Um, and you know, I, I looked up and you got angels on your rafters. I said, you know, angels come here. And um, not only angels, but um, I, I sensed these witnesses were there, these cloud of witnesses. And I said, what are they doing here? And I felt the Lord say, um, they're here because Moses and Elijah were witnesses that came to see Jesus because Jesus is about to fulfill something that was established on the prophets, the law and the prophets, which Moses and Elijah represented it. And they just come to talk to Jesus without what he's about to fulfill. They're witnesses. And there's a cloud of witnesses looking down here. And apparently, this is what I felt, the Lord said, Todd, that, um, that they were here today to see the finishing of the work that they put the foundation down and we're the generation that's working and fulfilling the work that they started before us and that there's bear witness to what they've started and we're just a link in the next generation to what God, the eternal purposes, the predetermined eternal purposes of the living God. And uh, did the drummer just walk in? No? Okay. Oh well. I've got all your notes here, Todd, so I, didn't, <laughs> I could start printing your notes. <laughs> oh, well, when I get home, I plagiarize them all and say they're all of mine. I got it while I was sitting in the presence of God. <laughs> the priests carry the knowledge of God. They carry the knowledge of healing. Go show yourself to the priests. As they went, they were healed. So there's anointing on my ministry. Whenever I walk into a building, people usually start getting healed before I even start healing because the Holy Spirit is the one that bears witness to what Jesus has done. He's the great high priest. And so just, you know, there's some there with that uh, uh, nasal situation. It's like a lump. It just dis it's dissolved and there's a blood disease. It's been healed. And there's somebody, as you smelt that fragrance, that weakness in your body, it just left you. I'm not calling you to come to be healed. I call you because you're healed already. Todd relating to that. You're already healed. You're already forgiven. You're already healed. Okay. So in 1989, the Lord spoke to me and says, so I'm from the South Island of New Zealand, little town there. I've been serving God 10 years and I'm just loving what God's doing. But the Lord said, well, he didn't say, he just took me out of my body and he took me up to the East Coast over a place called Poverty Bay, a place called Gisborne. Never been there in my life. We'd never been there. And as I'm hovering up in the bay, looking on the, on the waters, there's these war canoes in the water. And the voice, the Holy Ghost speaks to me. He doesn't talk. He, sh he always shouts at me for some reason. And he shouted at me, you will come here and you will start a warrior church. It will move in the nine gifts of the Spirit and the nine uh, fruits of the Spirit. I said, really? 
And then I looked down and I saw myself preaching and I saw a woman digging herself out of a grave and she heard the words and then she was cleansed, made white. And then she walked on the water and sat in the, one of the war canoes. He said, when the time is right by the wind of my spirit, I will send these waka into the nation and the nations of the earth with my message. I thought, well, we've never been there in our lives. And uh, I didn't even know which part of the island it was on, to tell the truth, west or east. And then I was back in my body in, in the South Island again, in Omaru. And I said, if this is you, God, you better tell Jess. She's a homegirl. She's not going nowhere unless you tell her. Because we know that a divided house can't stand. And if it's God, you've got to put peace in Jess's heart and put it, confirm it in her. And then if that's you, that's a, that's a first sign. The second sign, you better tell my pastor, I'm serving you under him. And if, if it's you, you put it in his heart too, a threefold witness. And so I, I left it. I didn't tell Jess. And a few, week, or a few weeks later, she said, if God wants us to leave, I'm ready to leave. I said, whoa. So I told her what I'd seen. She said, let's go and see the pastors, which we did. As I went to tell my pastor, he'd stop. God said, Norman and Jess are going to Gisborne. Okay, so we went to Gisborne in 1991. And we planted a church from nothing. We'd never been there in our lives. And that church, God just turned up. We built a church for him. We built a church for the presence of God. That's what he said, build it for my presence. I will bring the people. So that's what we started. And within four years, it had grown to 500 in a morning attendance, mostly from the, from the streets, gang members, all sorts of people. Yeah. And, um, and so we had a revival for about 10 years. I mean, a real revival, moved the, the whole city. Even the Justice Department sent us checks for a couple of years in recognition of the work that the what we were doing with the criminal element in our city. And we weren't all just a bunch of crooks, you know, we were <laughs> redeemed crooks. <laughs> so I'm up there in Gisborne and the church is going well. And in 1997, I got a guitar and I'm just strumming away and I'm worshiping. And then suddenly I was taken in on my body. Now I've only been to heaven once, so this is my first trip to heaven. I've been to the heavens where the satellites are a few times, but I got taken out of my body uh, to heaven. So I'm going to go with the, the first trip into the heavens. It was in the same year, 1997. And as I was taken up into, the hev uh, into, the, into heaven, I was on a parade ground in heaven with millions of angels, millions of them. And the, the first echelon of angels, they were about 13 foot, and they were just muscle, they were just big dudes. And there was power coming off them that was deafening, but you couldn't hear it. It was just surreal, just unreal. And uh, just, but you couldn't hear it, but you could feel it. And I feel like about this small because I'm so big. But I, and I'm, I'm thinking, what am I doing here? Because I know my body's holding the guitar and on the earth, but I know I'm walking in this place. And down this huge, about this, this wide, this uh, alleyway type thing between the angels, there was Jesus and two angels next to him. And so as I was walking towards Jesus, the, again, the Holy Ghost shouts at me about these 13 footers. These are his champions. Not one has tasted defeat. <laughs> so I keep walking. And the next lot, they, they had got, uh, silver sashes. These were bigger. These are about 20 footers. These are his captains. So far. And then the earth began to shake. Well, earth, whatever, began to shake. And this huge white horse come running around the side of these, these warriors. And he just dumped his foot on the ground. And literally, that's what was shaking the earth. It was like an earthquake. And when he shook his neck, it literally thundered. Literally. And he had 
a fire coming out of his nose. It wasn't snot, it was fire. And his eyes were fire. And in Job it says it's a war horse that loves the sound of the battle. It hears the sound and it just digs the ground. And it wants to crush demons. It's a killer. And the Holy Spirit, he is from the Lord's stables. Yep. <laughs> so this stable's in heaven. And I've got a white horse and you've got a white horse, maybe. He's got a white horse. He's coming back, Revelation 19, riding on a white horse. His army's with him on a white horses. And so I'm seeing the white horse, which I know is something to do. You guys have a connection with that whole uh, korero. I kept walking and there are four angels now and I believe these are the four angels in the four corners of the earth. And they weren't so pleasant. <laughs> the three of them on this side were saying, who's he? What's he doing here? That's what they were saying. And I'm thinking the same thing. What the heck am I doing here? <laughs> What's he doing here? <sighs> now Jesus is there and there's two archangels, well, two angels next to him. And they, they, he knew I was there, but he wouldn't lift his face. And the angels knew I was there. When they saw me, they, they stood at attention behind Jesus. And this, 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 the fourth angel said, it's okay. He's a friend of God's. And I went, <laughs> like I do. I'm not a weeper. I'm not a crier. Before I couldn't, and then Jesus slowly lifted his face up, and I couldn't see his face, but the glory came out of him, and he just said, "Son, you can come here anytime to the courts of heaven, to the war room." Just like Todd was saying, we're already seated with him in heavenly places. So that was my first trip into heaven, and uh, and then next minute. I'm sitting in my seat and my daughter's saying, Dad, Dad, Dad. And I've got tears down my eyes and I've got my guitar. What, what, what? So we've got a big glass window where you come to the front where you have to knock on the door. There's a big glass window. So I'm in full view of whoever's coming to the door. She's a courier just dropped off a package and he's banging on the window and you would, he said, oh, he's into it, isn't it? He thinks you're probably on drugs or something. <laughs> so, and oh, because I didn't know. But that was my first trip to heaven and saw the white horse, saw the angels. I'm not sure whether those angels are still there. I have a feeling that they're deployed to the earth, that they're waiting at ease, waiting for a commandment from the Lord to be sent to the earth. That's another korero. Next um, visit to heaven is in the same year, 1997. It was a, quite an amazing year. At that time, I knew nothing about the... So I'm part Māori. My mother is Māori. My father is uh, European. His bloodline goes to the New Hebrides. We're the McLeods of Sky, Akiai. And, uh, and our motto is hold fast. <laughs> On my other side is my mother. She's a shepherd. She's from the North Island. And through her, I'm a direct descendant of the great Māori war chief, Hongi Hika, who was a protector of the missionaries. I don't think he ever gave his life to Jesus. He's too busy killing everyone. But anyway... <laughs> Might be like, well, I like fighting. <laughs> anyway, so just a bit of background like that. So, so I knew nothing about my Maori part, my Maori side. I knew nothing about the Treaty of Waitangi and the injustice and the colonization that took place with Tangata Fena and my people. I was raised Ngāti Pākehā or European in the South Island, and it was beautiful. And I love, you know, I'm, I know the, this side or that side. I was, I was a spirit before I was a, before I was a, a Māori or a Pākehā. I was a spirit. I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a son of the king. But he placed me in this body and in this culture and this time in history. 
So I knew nothing about the, about the Treaty of Waitangi and I'd go on to Marais and I'd do meetings. We had revival on the Marais where deaf ears were just popping open. People were getting healed all over the place. But every now and again, a Maori radical would stand up, a land radical, and say, take your F in Jesus and get the F off our Marais. I said, what? You don't talk like that in church. But it wasn't church, it was on a Marais. They can say what they like. And I said, Jesus doesn't steal land. And I knew nothing about colonization, you see. So I had this a few times coming at me. So I had to, I, I said, God, what's going on? Why are my people so angry at you or at the church? And so I got down on a map, a tribal map of New Zealand. I thought it was spiritual. I'd just lie on top of that tribal map. But it was spiritual because I got taken out of my body into the heavens, not heaven, the heavens where the satellites are. It's, it's nice and dark and peaceful up there. But I was taken over the top of the North Island where it's the West Coast side where Lawrence comes from, where Ratana comes from. And as I'm there, God is sitting up there in the heavens on a throne, the Father. And there's just a glo glorious golden light flowing out from him across the land. Our national anthem just came to mind, God of nations at thy feet. All the nations are at the feet of God. It's beautiful, I just saw this. That's where that song comes from. On one side of God was the church calling for revival and I was one of them. But on the other side, there was another cry coming up out of the land. Now, I was standing over here, and God let me watch the cry from that side and the cry from this side. And as I'm standing next to God, watching down on the land, I'm seeing a group of Māori that go from small right to the elders, dressed in black funeral clothing. And as they're walking, I saw an unusual thing. It looked like steam or smoke coming off them. And it rose all the way up from the earth right up to the throne of God. As I got closer to the throne of God, I saw words in the, in, in the smoke or the steam. and said, who will hear our cry for justice? Who will show us mercy? What is the future of our children? And I realized it wasn't smoke, it was incense. It was their prayers, it was like incense. And it came right up to the throne of God. So church, give us revival. Who will give us justice? Who will help? Who will, who will care for us? And this is what God the Father did. He's sitting there. Then he just went, turned his ear to the cry of the people of the land and the injustice. And I'm over here because at that time in history, 1987, there was a, a Maori radical called Ken Mayer, and he was protesting about colonization in Machua Gardens on that, around that same area on the West Coast. So I'm thinking, What? Is God on the side of the radicals? <laughs> but God answered me with a thought and was a big, deep God voice. Their cry is a just cry. That's what he said to me. I thought, what? So I'm confused. The cry for revival or the cry for, of the just, for justice. Anyway, I'm, boom, I'm back on the earth again. And as I'm on, lying on the ground, Holy Spirit came to me and he said, what do you know about the Treaty of Waitangi, the history of your nation? And I over-spiritualized it, Galatians uh, 5, now we're all, we're all one in Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek nor male nor female nor bond nor free. We're, we're all one in Christ. And Holy Spirit said, you're full of your own opinions. <laughs> he said, I want you to study the truth of the Treaty of Waitangi, the truth of your nation. You can't be a preacher of truth unless you know the truth about your land. You don't know anything. And so I've been on a three-year three journey of learning the truth. And since then, we know that the Fenua, the earth, is crying out for the appearing of the sons of God. And the sons of God are the peacemakers.
who know how to bring peace between man and God. Well, God brings peace to us, but when we have peace with God, we have peace with one another. And we've got to know how to lift the cries of the blood off the lamb by the blood of the lamb. And so we've been on that journey for all about 20 years now. So that, that's uh, the other two visions. <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to, um, this is a kōrakawawo, it's a Māori flute. It's made of uh, stone from the North Island, South Island. It's a sign of unity, bringing together man to God, God to man, people to people, family to family, husbands to, to wives and all that sort of stuff. When it was blown, it was the sound of, it would let the people know this, a runner's coming with news. So on a boat, it's good news. The other thing is, um, it was played when a woman was in travail with birthing a child. And so there's something spooky about it. No, there's something divine. So I take it around the world, and I, whenever I blow it, miracles start, just break, miracles just happen. People get healed, and all sorts of stuff happens. Oh, just amazing. So I'm just blowing it as uh, just a, well, I'm just going to blow it because the Holy Spirit seems to blow through it. And then, um, see, when I pray for you, um, I'm not releasing something into you. You're already carrying it. All, all I'm doing is helping unlock that which you carry. I see greatness in everybody, even the unsaved, the gang members. I see greatness in them. And I just speak to the greatness and I speak to them who they could, who they are in the eyes of God, not who the world sees them or how they see themselves or how society sees them, but how God sees them. And they just, that just rises and their little heads down, just, they just begin to look up and look up. And like, it's just amazing. And so there's some stuff I'm not to release to you. I'm just to help to you know, encourage and unlock that which is within you. And I don't need to touch you sometimes. I don't need to touch you. Um, but I'm going to step you into the presence of God. And I'm going to count to three. I'm going to do a prayer, then I'll count to three. Tahi rua toru, which is one, two, three in Māori. When you take that one step, you're going to step into the presence of Jesus, whether it's the healer you need, whether it's encouragement, whatever you need, you step into his presence that delivers that. Because faith is an action. Okay? It's not just an attitude. He said to the cripple, pick up your bed and walk. Until he did that action, the power of God didn't fall. He said to the lepers, go show yourself to the priests. And, and until they did that act, that act of faith, the power of God didn't fall. He said to the man with the blind eyes, go wash your eyes in the pool of Siloam. Until he did that act of faith, the power of God didn't fall. I found that faith is an action. And as you take that step, one step on the count of three, you're stepping, draw near to God, he will, if he's here, and he's here, you're going to step into his presence and many will just receive what you need then. And if you want me to lay hands on you, uh, just come on down and, and I'll, I'll be happy to do that. So. There's a bird of paradise in here. There's a bird of paradise in this one. I don't know what that means, but there's a bird of paradise in here. I hear me. Whee! 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 
Shall I just stand in the presence of Jesus? Oh, Jesus, Jesus, oh, Jesus, Jesus, oh, Jesus, your presence makes me the count of three, Fano. Just take a step into the presence of that precious, precious Jesus. Tahi Urua Toru. Stand at his presence. Step forward. Feel that? Feel that? Feel that? That's him. Oh, that's him. That's his hand on your shoulder. That's his Oh, that's his hand. Hey, that's, the, that's the kōrowai, the feathers around you right now. That's those beautiful feathers. Gentle. Hey. Oh, that migraine thing just left just then. Right then, just went out the top of your head. She. Darkness flees in the presence of his light. Glory, that tightness. Another migraine just gone. Stress, anxiety. Hariatu. 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 Oh, he could idea. Out, out, out. Every affliction, every spirit of affliction, every work of the devil cancelled. Cancer, leave the room. Diabetes, leave the room. Heart disease, leave the room. Infections, leave the room. Grief, depression, leave the room. Arthritis, leave the room. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. I give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, someone's spine just, just healed just like that. Arthritis coming out of bodies right now. Just, just check your legs, check your knees. Do what you couldn't do. You'll find it's gone. Just give glory to Jesus. Please, just give glory to Jesus. Come, give glory to him. As they went, they were healed. As they did it, they were healed. And, and, and only one came back. Only one in 10 usually give a testimony. But you, you be the one in 10. You give glory to God. You give glory to God. You give glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I give you praise. Oh, look at that. <laughs> See? And that, that thing in your belly, that lump or whatever, is just dissolving this. He's, he, he always exchanges bad for good. Yeah, beauty for ashes. Yeah, just give him, your, give him, your, give him that crap. Just, I can't take it. Just give it to him. Because he he's holding something out to you, and it's in his hand, and he gives you beauty for your, the ashes of what? Your dreams will fly again. You're, just don't focus on your dream. Focus on the one who blows wind under your wings. Yeah, whoever that's for. Focus on the one who, who blows wind under your wings. Get the wind under your wings again. Go back there and wait upon him. Don't wait for the vision. Wait for him. Wait upon the Lord. He's going to renew your strength. You're going to mount up as on the wings of an eagle. I give you glory, Lord. And there's someone here, and you've got a major decision you're, you're facing. And um, yeah, he's walking on the water, Jesus. You're in the boat of comfort. You've always been there. It's been wonderful. It's been a season. But your season's over. And he says, step out. <laughs> step out. It's okay. Step out. Because he's given you a faith to do, to take your faith where you've never been before. There are 12 will sit in the, 11 in the boat, 
But Peter did something he had never, he took his faith where he'd never been before and he allowed God to do something through his life he had never seen or experienced before. And God's about to do something in your life you've never seen or experienced before. You heard about it, but you've got to take your faith where it's never been before. You've got to take your faith where he's standing. He's, he's not there in the boat that, in this context. He's out there on the water and he's calling you to come. So whoever that's for, you just take that. Just raise your hands right now. If that's, whoever, if that's for you, I will pray for you. Just come on down to the front now. I will pray for you. And uh, anyone else, just coming down the front. Love to pray for you. No, my, how do my, which means the Maori. Come on forward. If you come down the front, just right up against the stage because we don't have much space. So if you're coming down the front for prayer, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Can we? Are you a boat person? Come down this side, guys. Can we have some catches, please? Can we have some catches? Thank you. Some strong interns. Holy Ghost. Let's <laughs> so have some catches, please. Piet, could you help us out? Thank you. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Just while you're waiting, just get into worship. Just get into worship. Holy Ghost. Just get into worship while you're waiting for prayer. Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Um, I, I can't go in the mould of what, what's been regularly played out for decades. I go to churches, and I mean, this is an amazing church. I haven't been in an atmosphere like this in a church for a long, long time. But a lot of churches, people come forward and it's the same old, same old. And they're used to a routine of, I'll come forward and the man of God will touch me. He's got to touch me. No, I don't have to touch you. Jesus has got to touch you. And if you're going to receive something from Him, don't look to me. I'm just the hose. He's the water that flows through me. It's the water through the hose that gives life to the seed, not the hose. So please, and many people come and they want, the, they want the, the hose to touch them, not the water that flows. So come to the water that's flowing through me, not to me. I've got nothing to give you. I just slap you on the way out if you want. That's, that's nothing, you get nothing. But you get something from Jesus. If you lift your faith out to Jesus, Holy Spirit will see that and He'll confirm, He'll, He will be a witness to Jesus in you. So the same old, same old, they come and they just stand there and wait. They, they expect for me to lay hands and stay there until they fall over or manifest or shake or rattle or roll. I don't do that because the power of me is like electricity is more than electricity. When it touches you, look at me, open your eyes, look at me, look at me. When I touch you, this is what's gonna happen. You watch, that's you, that's me. The moment I touch you, pow! It's instant. It's the power of God. You don't need, wait, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. It's... He's here. Okay, so I don't, I don't pray in the mould. So you're just gonna get boom, boom, because he's gonna touch because it's him. I give you glory, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. <laughs>